Welcome to the Seniors Junctions podcast. We are ending seniors isolation, one conversation at a time. My name is Namrata Bagaria, and my co-hosts are Paul Merkley and Shabnam Daskar. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. So today we are going to be interviewing Paul because he's leading something called the Renaissance Club. So Paul, why don't you tell us about yourself and this initiative called the Renaissance Club? Okay, so I'm a retired professor of music history and my special area of research was the Renaissance and still is the Renaissance. Um, I've carried out some very specialized archival research and musical research uh, on two areas of Europe in the late 15th century and made some important discoveries. So that is the basis of, of my wanting to share some of this with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. So Paul, what made you choose the Renaissance period specifically for your life's work? I think two things. First of all, the music is very beautiful. I think that um, maybe in no other era is melody and harmony combined so beautifully. I might say it that way. Mm -hmm. And then um, we all, of course, we all, in our research, we all specialize. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes you say it's a bit of a shame because I was interested in this too, I was interested in that too, but we have to specialize. On the other hand, I don't think one can work on the Renaissance properly without taking other things into account. So literature, theater, visual arts, religion, all these things enter into it. So I think as a study, that appealed to me very, very much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So Paul, yeah. when you talked about, you know, archival researching into the archive, so that's like in, in science, we would say absolutely basic research. Basic research. Yes, it doesn't get any more basic. So, than that. so I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to share some of that in. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll have a look at that. We'll, I'll show you some um, original documents and we'll talk about how the searching is done. Uh, some people may find it interesting because if you're interested in looking up your family in Europe, that's how you would do it. You would go about it in the same way. If you, have, if you want to know where your great, 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 great grandfather was born, you have to do what I did for this composer. Same mm -hmm. sort of thing. So who is the composer that you're going I mean, to talk The composer about? we're talking about is Josquin, uh, Josquin Desprez, or since I found out, Josquin Le Bloat called De Prey. Most important composer of the late 15th and early 16th centuries. His contemporaries called him the Prince of Musicians. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, I think for me, uh, when this whole concept came up was, uh, Paul and I have been friends for like a long time and we were talking about, he has a book called The Joske and the Monk of Aksum. And I had, uh, you know, I had, tried to read it in a let's put it in that ways it's a great book but it, it's so rich in information that it's almost like you would want to sit with the author and go back and forth with what did you mean what does this mean because i don't come from any arts background i'm a medical doctor who's now a technology researcher so for me although it was fascinating it's also very confusing 
at the same time, very curious, right? So I had all these mix of emotions going through Paul's book. And then I just suggested to him, hey, do you want to do a book club? And he goes like, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm like, but you know what? Your book club may not just be just enough on the book. You may have to add the teaching component. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I find very interesting with this attempt at Renaissance Club is under this whole senior junction banner that we are, A, it is a social club. So there's a way to socialize, but automatically you're going to meet people who like Renaissance period, art or music or, you know, any kind of um, cultural activity of that period. So uh, if you try and find people who are like that, just like that, it's, it's very difficult to find such people. So there is a like-mindedness that's coming. And the third part is there's very educational, right? Because it's like, it's almost like an addictive process. Once you learn a little bit, like when I learned from Paul about Joss Can, I went on Wikipedia, I started reading, then I went on YouTube, I started listening. So it was almost like a chain reaction of knowledge exploration because here I am, you know, um, a scientist to be in progress and curiosity is basic nature, right? So for me, I think what, what's another great offering is many people in their lifetimes, they may not have had the chance to pursue a career in music or especially Renaissance or something like that because the common notion, right? That it won't pay you or something like that. And then to find Harvard educated professors to come and teach you that. So this offering of having a real high level master class but in the form of a social activity is what I find very cool about this idea. Yeah, and actually the other thing is, you know, Paul, uh, I, 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 was in, I grew up in India, I lived in India for many years. And I think uh, one is a group of people who are already interested in the Renaissance period, art and history and everything. Then there is another group, people like me, who would like to know more. I'm curious, but I have no idea. So years ago in Mumbai, I remember this was before internet and all of that. I used to go to the British Council Library to, you know, borrow CDs of Western classical music because, uh -huh. that's, and then you know all the history of Western classical music. And it was fascinating, but I'm, I'm really, I think your Renaissance Club also has a is going to have a huge impact on people who are just curious. Yeah. I hope so. Yes, I hope so. I hope it will yeah. attract those people too. It's not it's not intended only for people who know a lot already. Yes. Yeah, that's right. This is uh we're starting I'm not assuming that you know anything mm -hmm. when we begin. I'm just trying yeah. to to share my excitement about the music and the period and and uh, show you what I what I've seen it in and what I've learned and what I've discovered and mm -hmm. the things that I think are valuable and important. It's for, for Western Europe and North America, it's really the start of our modern civilizations. Mm -hmm. It's really when there were nations and there were courts and parliaments and armies and uh, diplomacy, all of these things that now we take for granted really started in the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. That is really exciting. And Paul, I, I just started reading the book and I don't want to give away all the, all the you no know, spoilers, no spoilers. Like people to join the club. I had no idea about the close connection between Ethiopia. I mean, that's- Well, I didn't either. That is something I found out and that is really the thing that made me write the novel was mm -hmm. that. 
because I said, oh my goodness, it has a bigger scope even than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Josquin's first mass is yeah. called My Friend Bodichon. Yeah. And so people assumed, well, maybe there's a Bodichon in a French poem somewhere. Why would he call it My Friend Bodichon? There's no reason. After a lot of work, <laughs> after a lot of work, uh, I found his birthplace. Well, in his birthplace, there is a choir school. In that choir school, the liturgy teacher was named Bodichon the African. Wow. So then I thought, what's an African doing on the border between France and Belgium? An African cleric teaching <laughs> the liturgy. That's very strange. And then I had to start to think about that and how that would be and how it would have happened. And then I realized the route would have been from Ethiopia, from almost certainly from the very church where it's asserted that the Ark of the Covenant is kept. So then it became a remarkable, <laughs> a oh, remarkable wow. connection. That's fascinating. And we're going to get to know all about it on the, the Renaissance mm -hmm. Club. And I think Paul and I have been going um, back and forth and preparing uh, preparations for the for the workshops. So Paul, can you tell us how is it different preparing for an academic music lecture versus doing a community education series? Right. Well, I'm I'm my attention in, in teaching for community is to make sure that everyone is brought on board, that I don't uh, leave out steps that it's clear for you and that it's something valuable. I, I always insist you can do both things. You can, uh, you can give all of your attention and your intelligence um, without making it too technical. I, you know, for years have taught courses like that at, at the university, courses for non-music majors, but, 150 or more students. And I always made sure that they gained something important from the lecture and that I did not leave them behind. So that's how I see it. I see it as I want to give you all something so valuable, the best that I have to give, and I'm not going to leave anybody behind. I'm going to make sure that it's all presented in a way that you understand it. And I'm going to try to the best of my abilities to make sure that you are understanding it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And an example of that kind of learning, what Paul's talking about, and I'll give you a nugget so that people get hooked on to what we're saying, mm -hmm. is uh, when, so when we as a, as a team are working on creating any kind of production for, for audience, there's a lot of work that goes in marketing, it goes in making the brochures. So a lot of the times, a lot of us who are doing that work don't particularly know the subject which the experts gonna talk like Paul, right? And so for me, I think Paul, if you could tell them, how did I realize that Renaissance music is not classical era music, it's different. Uh, that's it's right, yeah, but it's, an easy, it's an easy error. It's not surprising that, that the term was like that because we think of the Renaissance as the rebirth of what we call the classical period, meaning ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Mm -hmm. So you could easily say, oh, well, then that is classical. 
music. No, that's a different period. Yeah. Mozart, Haydn period comes later. This is, it's, so it's a term, it's a problem with the term. It's not your problem, it's just, it's just you tripped over that term and it's an easy mistake to make. And sometimes um, art historians wonder, what on earth are you doing? Is it not for you neoclassical? You say, no, we don't use that term because that confuses it with a different period of music history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Renaissance, and also, it's also true that many of the Europeans don't really use the term. Uh, if we were talking to people in Britain, they would probably say, well, there's the Middle Ages and then there's the modern part. Oh, okay. I didn't but, know that. <laughs> but, yeah, but mm, especially in North America, we, we make a big line when the city of Constantinople mm -hmm. was uh, defeated by the Ottoman Empire, by the Turks. By the Turks yeah. And so the Eastern half of Christianity mm -hmm. fell away. Mm -hmm. and, and then the scholars who were teaching, let's say ancient Greek or Christianity in those areas fled to Italy. Mm -hmm. And then there was a rebirth of, of all of that. All of a sudden there, there were experts um, in Greek, um, in Florence and in Milan. And, and then everything grew from there, the architecture, the literature, the, the artistic impulses. It all happened because of that, because the talent that was concerned with antiquity fled from Constantinople. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So something similar to what happened during the World War. So that was another exodus of people from other countries into the- Same idea. Same idea, just in, with World War II, we had all kinds of composers coming to the United States from yeah. Europe, fleeing Germany. Mm -hmm. Same sort of idea. Uh, you turn uh, Hagia Sophia into the Blue Mosque. Yeah. What is a Christian professor going to do in that territory? Not a lot. So he's going to come to Italy and they're going to be only too glad to have that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This and is really fascinating. <laughs> And, and, and I think the last piece of this episode, what I want to tie in is we've spoken about this. So how does this help with isolation or social isolation? What are the lessons and uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, two things I would say. One thing is we are talking about a time when they had a plague. So not that different. All of their, uh, in the way their refuge or their socialization, they're getting through it had to do with music and the other arts, theater especially. Uh, then I'd also say that um, I liked what you said about picking up something, right? You, yeah. you, you add in eight weeks, you're going to learn a lot about this. And that is going to sort of become part of your life. You're going to, you're going to appreciate these things differently than you did. And and well, it's good to be your friend. And, and every time you see a concert advertised or whatever, you're gonna look and say, oh, what are they doing? How are they doing? Is that a good idea? What do I know about that? You'll hear things on the radio. Um, you'll hear, you'll see things in newspaper. And, and so it will become kind of one of your vocations, I would say in eight weeks, 
um, the way we're going to do it, the way we're going to do it. And you'll be able to converse with everybody because um, I have done, just as Shabnan says, the very basic research, um, which, which means, yes, I am on this particular subject. I am the world authority. So, so you're going to get the best. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get the very best understanding that is amazing and believe it or not paul as you were saying this i thought oh i need to visit turkey turkey is one place i haven't been to <laughs> see you you're already you know encouraging someone yes well yes think of that whole whole area and how important it was yeah so of course the first thing they did was they organized the crusades right yeah. that was the yeah. response in europe well we'll go get it back we'll <laughs> go get it back well, what do you do to organize crusades? You have a big feast. Mm -hmm. What do you do at the feast? You have a whole lot of music. Music, people together. Mm -hmm. yep. Did they go on the crusade? No, <laughs> but they had the party. Yep. Here we are about this question of isolation. They had this, mm -hmm. they had a big event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and for such interesting conversations, tune in on Wednesday nights from April 14th. And mm -hmm. the passes are available on Eventbrite, or you could look on our social media page on Facebook at Seniors Junction, Twitter at Seniors Junction, or Instagram at Seniors Junction. Thank you, everyone. This was a wonderful chat. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see people there. Thank you. Thank you.